0: You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. Visit bpn.fm to discover more. You're listening to The Ensemblist, the only podcast that shows you Broadway from the inside out. Welcome, I'm Mo Breen. Love is revenge. You and me could write the best. Just this afternoon, the American Theatre Wing announced their 2020 Tony Award nominations. While it's been a challenging year for all, we here at The Ensemblist are excited to celebrate our community in any way we can at this point. So we sat down with our friend Mary Dina from the Very Good, Very Great Page to Stage podcast to talk about our cosigns, surprises, and snubs. Here's our conversation.
1: In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com.
0: Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life.
1: No purchase necessary. VGW room void prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.
0: It's time for today's
1: Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. Hi, Mary. Hi, Mo. It is 1223
0: on Thursday, October 15th. And here we are to talk about the 2020 Tony Award nominees. How are you feeling?
1: I can't believe we're here. Like, I... I'm nervous. I was nervous.
0: I honestly was a little nervous this morning, too, and I don't know why. I just was like, I I was like getting excited about something, maybe like...
1: For sure, same. And even like in that two-minute countdown clock on YouTube, I was like, oh my God, what's going to happen? What's it going to look like? Because we've spent the last seven months or so, you know, all tuned into this virtual world you know, to have to kind of be watching the Tony Awards after all this time on a virtual platform, which is kind of like very surreal for me.
0: Yeah, it didn't quite feel real in the same way when you're watching James Monroe Heiglehart in this like produced video package. Every name was pronounced correctly. <laughs> we didn't have sort of the, the, the sort of like live flubs that we're used to.
1: Right. I actually really wanted to talk about that for a second, if that's cool, because I was anticipating it to be partially live if you also had that or if I was alone in that assumption. But I kind of was expecting like a portion of it to be live and it seemed like it was completely taped.
0: I, as as a video producer, I am not surprised at all that it was pre-taped just because there can be so many things that go wrong with a live taping that if you have all the information, it makes sense for it to go Public in a previously recorded. That was, I wasn't surprised.
1: No, 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 it's fine. I mean, don't apologize. I just, because everything has been in the conversation of just like it being live and keeping the live theater. And obviously, like the nominations in the past haven't worked in this way either. So I guess I was just kind of shocked. But obviously, it was hysterical. James killed it. The opening segment. <laughs> had me cracking up with the when he was spinning his Tony.
0: Oh my gosh! What were what are your first reactions about the nominations? Like high level,
1: short. There weren't as many shows eligible this year, so I was curious to see like what that breakdown was going to look like. And I was, I don't know if you were following around with the chat. I was trying not to be so distracted with that live chat on YouTube, but I couldn't help it. And just watching people get so excited over like Jagged Little Pill with their several noms. The Moulin Rouge, the musical, had several nominations as well. Um, people were freaking out about Aaron. No surprise, but.
0: <laughs> the nominations by production for musical were. Jagged Little Pill in the lead with 15, Moulin Rouge with 14, Tina, the Tina Turner musical with 12. And those are the musicals that were nominated this season. I have to say, I was surprised to see nothing for The Lightning Thief. Like, that's something I noticed in the chat as well. I didn't necessarily think it was going to be nominated many times, but the fact that all three of the other musicals were nominated for every award and it was nominated for none, I just thought was intentional I don't know what I don't know it was a surprise to me because there were things about that show that were worthy of a nomination I think
1: I think especially this year when there were only so many that were not not even so many there were so few that were eligible in these categories that the lightning thief didn't get a single nomination and obviously people were and are going to be very upset and vocal about it I guess intentional I guess that's the word I wasn't thinking intentional when we were going through it but I guess you're right I mean because what else would be the reason you know
0: there were a few categories where I was just surprised for example the nominations for best score there were five plays and no musicals nominated for best score which is interesting right
1: (laughs) yes I actually even I meant to look it up before we hopped on this call just because I was I wanted to like double check as to like has that happened before It was a
0: theater works tour that then was brought to Broadway, but there were some things about it. The sound design by Ryan Rummery, the lighting design by David Lander that could have been nominated. I think the biggest surprise though is that there is a best leading actor in a musical category and yet only one of the two people who were eligible were nominated. So we got a nomination for Aaron Tveit for, the musical but no nomination for chris mccarroll for the lightning thief which is like i don't know if chris mccarroll's performance was tony nomination worthy but like it's interesting that basically there were four spots open and they were like nah to any of them
1: (laughs) oh my god yes
0: another surprise for me about a lightning thief miss is i really enjoyed the performance by ryan knowles who played chiron the professor and a few many other characters in the show i thought he was really fantastic um and that certainly would have been a place where a nomination could have been placed um and to see that instead we had nominations for Derek clennan sean allen krill who i thought were fine but weren't necessarily incredible i didn't just think those were tony nominee performances um in a sh- in a show that was really grounded by so many strong female performances
1: i'm trying to remember back to when i to when i saw the show and i remember being like very impressed and blown away by like a lot of the design features specifically lighting and so even going kind of to support what you were just saying of i mean there were i'm looking at the list now and there are three shows nominated for best lighting For a musical. So I, yeah, I just.
0: It's great to see these other three musicals nominated for in so many categories. I guess I'm also surprised in a high level that we have separate categories for best sound design of a play and best sound design of a musical. This totally felt like a year where you could have combined those two. And certainly there's precedent in Tony Award history to combine design categories. So the fact that they chose not to, I think, was interesting. I mean, it speaks well to the plays.
1: I know the plays were very well represented across several categories, specifically all of the design ones I'm looking at right now. I mean,
0: I think that's really where the competition was for the design categories, right? There were were more than four options. And so you did see some differences in which shows were nominated for each of those design categories versus the musicals where it was just the same thing over and over.
1: Yeah, I'm actually really excited because I mean, I I definitely have seen more of the I saw more of the plays this in this season than I had for the musicals. And I'm really excited to see how this plays out just because it that feels the closest, the play representation for the Tonys this year feels the closest to like a normal season for me. Maybe it's because there are just more options. There's more eligible shows this year. There were more like shows open before everything happened. I don't know. I just, it just kind of felt, like the plays feel like more comfort to me.
0: Right. There were 12 plays nominated for Tonys this year. Slave Play having the most nominations with 12 followed by The Inheritance at 11. But then there were 10 other plays that got nominations versus the the only three that got nominated for musicals. I, I had no reason to believe this, but I wondered if they would combine Best Performing Actor and Best Performing Actress in a leading role in a musical there's three nominees and then one nominee you could have done a four actor category of both genders i mean especially in a time where we're starting to talk about you know the gender binary that could have been a that could have been a way to sort of an interesting, interesting contemporary conversation and not have this strange category where Aaron Tveit will be a Tony Award winner by default, not because he doesn't deserve a Tony Award, but because he's the only one nominated.
1: Yeah, it felt like this year with this decision to to move forward with with the Tony Awards um with this past season that there were so it was there were so many opportunities to to make updates to our previous you know, quote unquote rules and, and policies for these awards. Even just like looking at new types of categories. I mean, I've had conversations with people pre-today of like, you know, what would they look at, you know, streamed shows in the future? Will, will they have, you know, looking at things that are virtual and digital and, and looking at those, but then also co- like what you said, combining the awards. I'm, I'm wondering if they, if they haven't, if they did not make that decision for this year, for this season if they would consider that in the future because this seems like it would be the opportune time to make those changes well
0: i think that often the sony awards are sort of behind the social conversation that is happening in the theater community and so to see them go back to the traditions and we're going to do the thing that is sort of a mainstay uh, a tradition in our in our industry
1: yeah and they could have also I mean to play devil's advocate to my own comment could be that they just want you know there's so much that has changed in our industry in the last you know year seven months whatever it's been and maybe they were trying to you know keep some sort of tradition I, I don't know what was like the number what was the number one thing that like you were excited to see
0: i gotta say that i jumped up and down for robin herder for moulin rouge the musical being nominated by being nominated for best performance by an actress in a featured role in the musical i had a very (laughs) i had a conversation with robin on march 12th where i said i think you could be nominated for a tony award this season and she was like nah i don't believe it i don't think it's gonna happen and this is like not only pre-shutdown but this is like when we thought the shutdown would be 2 weeks or 4 weeks right so there were other musicals that were coming up six with six women <laughs> who could have who perhaps this nomination is happening you know in light of the sort of um less there's, there's fewer actors to nominate. But I really love that Mother, this talented woman who has grown up through the ensemble and is really sort of a community favorite, is being recognized in this way. Because I think her performance is fantastic. Um, backstage romance at the top of Act 2 Milan Rouge stops the show. And it is great to see someone who is dancer as well as a singer and an actor be nominated in this category. Because that's not something we often do. Something that happened in the Tony Awards past, you know, you think about Scott Wise winning a Tony Award for dancing in Jerome Robbins Broadway. But now, when you look at these featured categories, it's more like Diana Rigg in My Fair Lady. The fact that there are so many young women who are nominated in this category, I think is really exciting.
1: Yeah, it's killer. It's... uh... I'm looking at the list and it just—I'm like my—I'm just smiling so hard.
0: (laughs) The other nominee that I'm just super excited about is Daniel J. Watts. I didn't think he wasn't going to be nominated um, for Tina, the Tina Turner musical, but I thought he was so spectacular as Ike Turner, and he's another actor that's grown up through the ensemble, and to watch him take on this role that doesn't really have anything to do with dance, which is how he made his Broadway debut. You know, he's a Broadway dancer in the same theater at the Lunt Fontanne in The Little Mermaid. So to watch this trajectory of this performer go from, like, Broadway dancer to l- arguably leading man and Tony nominee for a Broadway show I thought was so fantastic. So those are the two nominations that I am just really stoked about. I
1: mean, I'm, I I was... I mean, expecting this, of course, but Adrian Warren getting nominated for Best Performance by an Actress in a Leading Role in a Musical for Tina, the Tina Turner Musical, like that I was anticipating, but like, it just made my heart like flutter when they announced her.
0: <laughs> now, I want to ask you about the plays, because like you said, you saw more plays than musicals this season. Um what was exciting to you about the nominees for plays?
1: I mean, I think, I mean, first and foremost, I think it was just how many uh, like eligible shows there were this year was very exciting to me. I am kicking myself to this day that I did not get to see Slave play. I am kicking myself and just looking at all of the pe- people and uh, people who were nominated for various categories, whether it was design, whether it was for performances, like it's that's one thing that I like. am kicking myself for, but I'm very excited to see because the response of that show, um, and I can't even speak to the plot because I know that there's so much, like so many spoilers and such that I have to see it or read it to know, but that was exciting to see. Um, one of the last shows, one of the last plays, I should say, that I saw before the shutdown was The Inheritance, and obviously... Th- them being robbed of their final performance, I can't even imagine, or them not even realizing truly that it was their final performance, I should say, it has a lot of emotions brought up. But to see Andrew Burnap uh, nominated for Best Perform- Performance by an Actor in a Leading Role in, in a play, that was exciting. I thought his performance was stellar. Um, He was captivating in both parts, and I like just jaw to the floor for both parts, honestly. Like, Brian and I were kind of just looking at each other like dumbfounded by by the storytelling but obviously by his character arc and his the journey that he took, you know, for both, you know, all what is that 7 hours? Oh, John Benjamin um Hickey. Yeah, he also was amazing. I think I saw before he
0: Any any final thoughts? Any any sort of grand takeaways?
1: I was kind of hoping that they were going to announce the actual date of the Tony Awards at the end of this. Yeah, me too. <laughs> <laughs> I like waited to the very end. <laughs> to like see if it was going to pop up. And then when they like showed their partners and sponsors, I was kind of like, oh, okay, this would have been an opportune time to release that information. (laughs) I'm so curious as to what they're going to do for if and how they're going to handle performances and or some sort of content in between the awards or if it's just going to be just the awards just being kind of announced.
0: Special thanks to Mary Dina for joining us today. You can listen to the Page to Stage podcast as well as The Ensemblist on the Broadway Podcast Network. Please follow The Ensemblist wherever you listen to podcasts, whether that be on BPN, on Spotify, or Apple Podcasts. You can also follow us on Instagram. Thanks for listening. Until next time.